Yes. Okay. And we're going to ask her a couple, almost like an interview to basically jump in. And since, since we're usually used to like group conversations, we usually introduce our Zoom etiquette, but I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of Zoom, so <laughs> you wouldn't need that. Do you have anything else to say? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, you get started. Right. Sounds good. So for the first I question, oh, wait, go ahead. I just one question. When you yeah. say Zoom etiquette, um, just one question. Can yeah. I use profanity or should I oh, not? Yeah, 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 you can. So usually it would be like, <laughs> this is usually what we're, this is our first like 2v1, yeah. like our one-on-one -on -one interview. But usually we'll be talking about like, oh, one mic, no interrupt people and stuff like that when they're speaking. Yeah. And then if you have a rebuttal, you can wait until the person's finished and then you can Okay. Okay, because I'm yeah. like, you know, I don't know how deep the rules are going to get, <laughs> so I thought I should outline some of those. No, <laughs> no, 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 problem. no problem. And we can start. So one, the first question we have for you is, for the people who don't know, what do you do? Okay, so I am a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically what I do is I help people mm -hmm. um, overcome situations. Mm -hmm. uh, I teach um, different type of mindfulness techniques mm -hmm. for a live situation that someone can be in and they need a little bit of assistance. Yeah. Or um, you can also say that I can do, I can take you from good to great. Mm -hmm. So I, wow. I give that like extra push for you. So, you know, I think the best way to really describe what I do would be you know, let's just say you've been working out for a really, really long time and you hit a standstill in your life and you feel yeah. like you need to excel forward, but you don't know what's really holding you back. Mm -hmm. So at that point you say, you know what, let me get a personal trainer to kind of help me out right here. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what a life coach is. You're at a stagnant point in your life and you need to excel forward more mm -hmm. and you need a little assistance for that. Um, a piggyback question, or unless you'd be asking me. No, no, you can go. Would you, do you connect is this like a lifelong relationship with your clients or is this like six months and then you're on to another client? Clients sense? are constantly coming. They're constantly oh, coming, yeah. um, constantly. So mm -hmm. a part of Feed the Soul, I have two different options. Mm -hmm. One of the options is we work specifically together for one month. And, oh, and within the one month, you have five different sessions with me, whether it's face-to-face -face mm -hmm. or whether it's Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. And also, let's say, for example, we're working on the concept of shame during that month time. So someone's experiencing intense shame. So I also provide treatment plans for them so that it's more functional for everyday life. Mm -hmm. So I can say like, oh, you know, you're feeling this and you need to get better. Like that's basic, but how am I actually going to do that? So I'm giving you the tools, I'm outlining it, I'm writing it down so that you know how to use it. So if I'm not around, you can go back to your treatment plan to say, okay, I'm feeling this and I can move forward. So I also create treatment plans. And then um, after that month, they can either work with me 
for another month or they can see me every other day. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I've been having a client for the past like six or seven months. So they can stay with me as long as, as they, as they please, as long as I'm benefiting them and they're benefiting as well. Yes. Um, so is it safe to say that your work is similar to therapy? Um, yes, it is safe to say that. It is. It's safe to say it's I'm not a therapist, okay? I don't have a licensed marriage and family therapy or right? it's, it's not like that, you know? I'm not providing like psychotherapy if someone's facing like a trauma. Like I'm not helping them work through a trauma per se. Um, but it is very similar because I do sit down and have conversation and sometimes it is really emotional. So it can feel like therapy. It can, but I'm not a therapist. You're not a therapist, okay. okay. And for, do you, this is like another thing in that question. Do you have like a network of licensed therapists so you can maybe maneuver your clients to those people if they seem to be, um, I guess, unfitting for your job? Does that make sense? So you're asking if I have a referral system for yeah, therapists, right? Okay. Um, I don't have a specific set of therapists that I say, hey, I do life coaching. And if this client's facing something, I refer them. Mm. I do not. Um, but what I do is I give them resources to where they can find appropriate therapists, though. Okay. Yeah. And then most of the time, people have insurance. Mm -hmm. And you can seek mental health services through through it like that too. So I will help them find the service that they need if that's yeah. where they need to go. Okay, gotcha. Denise, you have anything to add? Or? No, that was pretty safe to say. I just yeah. needed to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can move on to the next question. Are there any myths about your occupation? Like um, just misunderstood and yeah, I think there's a lot of different things about life coaching that sometimes people may not understand. Sometimes mm -hmm. people think life coaches are only for rich people, which it's not. Mm -hmm. uh, it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, another myth is uh, they think that we have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And no, that's not how that works. Because at the end of the day, I don't know you. You know, I don't know you, so I'm only assisting you. You know, I can't say, I'm not playing God and say, I have all the answers, here you go. You know, so um, that's another myth that people tend to think. Like, they tend to think that we know everything. And I'm like, no, like, it's not, I'm still a human being too, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, um, and I think that people think that it costs so much money. Like, they think it's so expensive for it, yeah, but... Do think that. Yeah, it's 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 not expensive actually. Mm. So, yeah, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> Do you find your? So, how would a life coach rate their, their, their time? Yeah, their services. Is it based on experiences or is it just freedom of choice? Like, so, would it be affordable? Um, everybody's different. Yeah. So. There's not a certification specifically for life coaching. So mm. anybody can just call themselves a life coach, which is something I actually have a huge problem with. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like saying, oh, I'm a doctor. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't like that concept. Um, but there is like different courses people can take to become a life coach. But mm. um, can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> So it's basically like, 
because you mentioned that um like life coaching it's, isn't it's not just expensive. for rich people mm-hmm. and like anybody can like afford life coaching so how do you give Determine. your services like okay yeah, that's so. where i was going with that yeah. thank you thank you I, thank you okay <laughs> so, so um be so because of that people can just say whatever they want you get what i'm saying because anybody can just say i'm a life coach and they can just charge whatever they want so um i really think that as far as sometimes life coaching isn't a full-time job like because you need to build clientele you know Mm -hmm. what i mean before you can go full time Mm -hmm. so if somebody is a full-time life coach their expenses may be more because you have to pay for their life at the same time Mm -hmm. you know so let's say if someone is a full-time life coach, think about all your expenses that you have. Like, let's just say you need $2,500 a month to, to live comfortably. That's, you know, to live comfortably. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you have to gauge your prices according to the way your lifestyle works. But some people aren't like that. They just want to charge absurd prices. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you like to ask this question? I don't know. I, I, I just, I was interested in, the fact that you mentioned the big problem that you have that anybody can claim to be a life coach mm-hmm. um, and the fact that there's no certification process, right? Um, do you think it would be better if there were a certification process? Yes, yes. <laughs> because that's pretty much like, the best way to describe it is like, just because your mom is 55 years old, she's a life coach. So it's like, what makes you think that you are qualified enough to help somebody with their life? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And just because, you know, your dad left when you were five and then your mom's a crackhead or something crazy, you think that you are good enough at life to tell somebody else how to live their life. Like, so I feel like that's, I, I don't, I don't like that aspect of that. I don't like that. So I think there needs to be some sort of education behind it. Mm -hmm. So what I did was um, one of my favorite um, uh, authors, his name is Jay Shetty. He has a podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, Um, but basically he created a life coaching school and you can get certified through, it's called ICF. And like there's different types of programmings that you can do as well. So I said, you know what? Yes, I have a master's in rehab counseling, but I still want to make myself more credible for the work I'm going to do. You know, like having a master's is one thing, but actually going to school for something very specific, you know? And so since he created that school, I said, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and um, pay pay this money and be a part of the school. One, because schooling, it just, it makes you more credible at the end of the day, period. But also using Jay Shetty, who has a huge platform. He's a famous guy. He speaks truth and wisdom. He's, you know, he's very credible. So I said, yeah. okay, if I'm a part of his school, then I know I'll get the proper teaching and stuff too. And he's credible. So people would look at me and perceive me differently when taking my services. Oh, yeah. okay. Wait, is Jay, is he like on Facebook? Does he do like a lot of those viral Make videos? wisdom go viral. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with him. I didn't know he was an author. I thought he was just like, just, I don't yeah. know, he was like <laughs> Facebook live speakers. But you you brought up an uh, interesting point about age. So you look young yourself. <laughs> so do you see, do you experience clients maybe be off-putted by you looking young? Or does age play a factor in like experience in terms of your, your occupation? Um, I believe I'm an anomaly. Okay. 
20, physically I'm 26, but mentally, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I'm beyond years. So the way I conduct myself, my demeanor, that's the only thing that actually stands. How do you, how are you able to present that to your clients and like have them be, um, I would say like accept, accepting of your work? Like, oh, I can trust this person basically. So you have to be relatable mm -hmm. when speaking to somebody. You have to be relatable. Like that's, that's the way you can talk to somebody. Like if mm -hmm. you can relate, you can have a conversation. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I have a very wide range of interests in general. I'm interested in so many things. So. I can always find a common ground within somebody, but I don't necessarily have to present my age mm -hmm. or anything. My mentality is, do you want help or not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Like because that. you gotta be straightforward with people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta yeah. be like real with it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm young, but like physically, but whatever, like, what does that matter? I can help you though, so. Yeah. She so, sounds like me when I'm teaching. <laughs> so I would say your method of working your clients have to be wanting and willing to accept help. Like you can't have a client who's just down bad and then they're just looking for you for assistance. Right. Okay. Got it. So I can tell you an example that I had with the client. Um, and I'm very serious about the services that I give because I have to literally give myself, you know, mm -hmm. I have to give myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was creating treatment plans. We're having conversations and old girl still ain't doing things. Yeah. She ain't she ain't really producing. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, look, do you want the help or not? Mm. She said, yeah. I said, I will give you all your money back today mm -hmm. because you're not showing up in the way that you need to show up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like people have to be willing because I don't have to be here. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. bottom line, I don't have to be here. So if you're coming to me for something that you need, utilize it because you're wasting my time and somebody else's time because somebody else can be taking your spot right now too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you gotta be serious about your mental health and you gotta be willing. And if I feel that you're not, I will end the services right then and there. I'll be like, well, this is not working. It's not conducive for me or you. Yeah. You know, If I'm showing up fully for you, you gotta do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And to speak more about your occupation, do you give your clients homework in a way like, oh, they have to meet these certain amount of goals to see like actual progress? Or do you just listen and then give them like almost like a guidebook, not like a physical book, but things they can do to start improving their lives? So I'm going to go back to the question because um, life coaching is not my occupation um, right now right now mm -hmm. um i am actually a social worker by day <laughs> so i have a nine to five and i'm a social worker yeah. and then i have life coaching on the side mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um and then as far as helping the 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 clients um yes in a way on the treatment yes there is like a guided way of doing things mm -hmm. so yes it is so it's like mentally i, I mean uh like I'm speaking it to them, mm -hmm. but I'm also writing it down for them so that they can use. And then um, per science, it says that your client will have their like light bulb phase when they like start to understand, understand things at the fifth session. At the fifth session. Okay. At the fifth. So 
when my clients get to the third session in like a month, so say we're doing a month process. Mm -hmm. So when they get to the third session, because people expect to see results in a matter of days to weeks, you know, they expect to see it instantly, but that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. So by the third session, they're like, why am I even doing this? Like, this is not even working. Like, what mm -hmm. am I doing? And I'm like, you've only been doing it for three weeks. Like, <laughs> you just started, you know? <laughs> Like, do you know my name yet? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, ah, you know, right. So it's not going to work like that. But by the fifth session, they see the whole difference. And I would see the difference in them too, because they're actively working at something. Like consistency is key. Like to form a habit is what, 21 days? That's almost a month. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're consistently working on something, you're going to see results. Like you will see results, which is why I provide the treatment plans. Because when I'm not around, you're still supposed to doing. You're still supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Gotcha. Real story. Yeah. So being a black woman, do your experiences weigh heavy in your work? That is such a convoluted question um can you be more specific about okay. this question yeah i mean so the question that the thought of my mind was like does black women have i want to say specific experiences in america right mm -hmm. have your tribulations and trials and struggles that you've gone through helped with the way you've Given advice to your clients. Ah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because my mind went so many different areas, and I was like, "This will be a long answer." Because I got a lot to say, but I don't yeah, know where to start. You know, there's a lot of things I want to say definitely, right here. <laughs> so, um, being a minority is yeah. one of the best worst things. Mm -hmm. The worst, we ain't even got to go there. You get it. Mm -hmm. But the best thing about it is being able to be relatable. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's gold. Like it's, you got to be relatable. Even if I'm working with any minority, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm being, at this moment, I'm being very PC because of the state of the world. Mm -hmm. So um, when you are a, a minority, you can relate with other minorities, mm -hmm. you know, you know? Yeah. and so during this time, um, I was very, I'm very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I need you guys to feel the gravity of my words. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the word, but I'm very specific about Black people, okay. period. Yeah. Very, very specific about my people mm -hmm. because I'm Black mm -hmm. and I get it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I start to go into people's homes, um, to help with certain situations, mm -hmm. I'm very specific about things okay. because I understand as a black woman and mm -hmm. as of right now in America, our black men, they need us black women right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very nurturing and very gentle, mm -hmm. um, but yet very stern with mm -hmm. my black people as being a black woman in this mm -hmm. area because who knows better black mental health than a black person, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so as a black woman, yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's a bit harder to be honest with you because I, I feel it, you know, I, and I get it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's so rewarding, okay. actually. It's very rewarding because I'm able to relate. And also when you're talking to 
a child about certain things because I also do behavioral coaching for kids mm -hmm. because it's not just adults that are feeling things, you know what I mean? It's also the kids, mm -hmm. especially during COVID, like these children need like so much emotional help. So mm -hmm. because of that, when I'm able to talk to a young black female, yeah. she can see herself in me too, because representation yeah. matters. Yeah. And so there is a little bit of pressure in a way, like, yeah. okay, I really got to show up for my people, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not just my peers looking at me, but kids look up to you, you yeah. know? So yeah. as being a black woman in this field, like it could be kind of difficult, but yeah. it's very rewarding. Yeah. I hear that your your gender is pro-black, and I definitely support that. But I feel like in our state, there's a lot of resistance when it comes to us being pro-black. Like people feel like we're anti-white or we're just anti any other culture when we say that we're pro-black. Do you experience that when you interact with your your followers on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you, um, I guess, conduct yourself? Like, do you see any resistance from people who are non-Black? Nope. Because at the end of the day, I speak truth. Okay. And we all know truth, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, no. Okay. Right. <laughs> <You can have laughs> no, that was good. You got the next one. Oh, I got the next one. Okay. What are the top three most challenging factors of your work? And what are the top three rewarding? If you have any? Uh, the most challenging things would be social media content. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, that is like, difficult. We, we can definitely relate to that. It is very <laughs> difficult. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so difficult. Um, and uh, that's why I have a marketer. Like, Mm. I have a business coach. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you need a coach to excel you because <laughs> wow, you know, it's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I would say time management mm. uh, can be very difficult and uh, logistics because I also sell apparel and that wasn't the original idea. Mm. I was only going to be giving apparel to the people who completed a month long process as a mm. gratitude gift. But then people start to like it. And then I said, oh, well, I guess I could sell it. You know, like, <laughs> all right, I might as well, you know? Yeah. And, so, um, and so, like, getting the apparel stage down, like, I'm like, okay, this is a whole new world. Like, mm -hmm. designing and using vendors and the right vendors and getting the right material and, mm -hmm. you know, and then, like, getting the, the uh, like, pay stuff situated and, Mm -hmm. business um like cards and brochures and things just that was so difficult and it still is difficult you know yeah. it still is so difficult <laughs> to do all that like mailing out things in a timely manner updating tracking numbers like that's a whole different beast on its own so yeah, yeah. that was oh, th those are the things that i'm struggling with now like that's yeah. just real like i'm struggling with that now it's very yeah. very hard um and i would say that the most rewarding things mm -hmm. um man um it's watching someone evolve mm -hmm. for the better mm -hmm. and actually like i love to stop services like mm -hmm. let's just say we did a month and then like they want to stop for a few weeks so they mm -hmm. can go you know do their life or whatever 
Mm -hmm. um, and actually watching them do life and do it well and thrive. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I poured so much into them and I'm like, and it just humbles me even more because I'm like, this is why I do the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why, because I literally see you living a better life. Like I see it. And that's mm -hmm. the power of social media as well, because I follow, like my clients follow me on social media so mm -hmm. I can see their life, you know? And sometimes people forget that when you go through things like mentally and emotionally and stuff, it shows on your body. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have more headaches or maybe your hair is falling out and your skin looks different, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so when I can see my clients visibly doing well and that they look healthier, yeah. that is, man, it makes me emotional. Like I'm getting emotional talking about <laughs> it because it's just like, that is so important because yeah. I know that what I'm doing is actually working and you're thriving and it's mm -hmm. so rewarding. And then also what I love to hear, since I work with kids sometimes, yeah. um, to hear their parents actually say, what you have done has helped. Mm -hmm. That, and you don't hear that often because you're fighting so much, like with yeah. the people, like you're trying to figure things out, you know? Mm -hmm. So once you finally hear, you know, not just from the client or not just you seeing it, but somebody else saying like, hey, I noticed the difference, mm -hmm. you know? That's the stuff that I love. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm gonna just mm -hmm. keep doing what I'm doing because it matters. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a piggyback question. Okay. Are you, is there any plans for Feed the Soul to become like a full-time quit your job situation? Or is this, are you stable right now? Yes. Um, yes. It's, it is, it is going to become full time. Um, it has to, there's no other reason. It has to, if I'm going to sacrifice myself and my whole being mm -hmm. for other people's well being, then it has to be a full time job. You know, it has to be, it has to be. And it's something that I love. This is my purpose. Yeah. So I feel like if it's your purpose, you got to do it. You know, you like, you got to do it. Yeah. So like, it's going to end up being a full, you know, a full time thing. Mm -hmm. okay. And do you, for people who, I was saying, because I struggled finding my purpose and I still feel like I haven't really touched down yet. And so how, how was the process or how was your experience when you found out that social work, life coaching was where you were meant to be? Wow. Okay. So one thing that I will do right now yeah. is uh, let you guys know that I am um i am on the o the orange county out of yeah orange county's um mm -hmm. wow hold on most <laughs> okay most inspiring stories and i talk about when i found my purpose so i'll be mm -hmm. sure to send you guys that link okay, oh, okay. Yeah. it's also in my bio it's, it's it's in my bio on instagram so okay. definitely take a look at it because i i talk about this specifically okay, okay so um social social work kind of came natural mm -hmm. um I don't necessarily think that I chose social work, but it chose me. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so um, ever since I was a kid, to be honest, I've always just worked well with people. Yeah. I've just, I've, I have, what do you call it? The gift of gab when I can just speak. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I was like 10 years old giving advice to 30 year old people, which was, it used to blow my mind. I'm just wow. like talking, you know, I'm just talking. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, truth is truth. Like no matter how you put it, truth is truth. Yeah. And who better to tell you the truth than a child? You know what I mean? Like who better to tell you the truth? <laughs> right, right. 
And so at that point, I started to realize some things about myself. I was like, dang, like, you can really talk to people. And it just came natural. So and then as time progressed, um, as time progressed, I was always interested in psychology because I want to know mm-hmm. why are people the way that they are? Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can describe with, oh, you know, I had a bad experience and now I'm like this, or I had, you know, this amazing traveling experience and I'm like this, you know, because people are products of their experiences. That only goes so far. So then I was like, well, what's going on in their noggin? Like, because if your mentality ain't right, then your reality won't be right either. And so I'm like, well, what's going on in people's heads? Like, let's get on, like, get in there to find out why am I the way I am? You know, why do I Mm -hmm. move like this or what's happening, you know? And so because of that, um, like I was just always interested in what's going on, you know, interested. And then it just kind of naturally came. Um, and then I just started working with people. Like it just naturally came. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. I wish I had. <laughs> like just naturally. <laughs> Is it yeah. ever too late for us to find our purpose? No. So, so um, social work came naturally. Now, mm-hmm. as far as life coaching, um, 2020, I was watching everybody lose their mind. Yeah. Okay. And I don't get me wrong, I'm losing my mind too, but it looks a lot different from my <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, people are really losing it right now. <laughs> and I was shocked. I'm like, but I mean, it's serious, but like, I'm like, but it's not that serious. But like, it's serious, but like, <laughs> that serious. And I'm like, yo, like, people are not okay, you know? <laughs> and then it kind of like dawned on me, and I was like, okay, so what can I do to help these folks? <laughs> right? That was my thought. Yeah. And I remember I texted my therapist yeah. and I said, thank you so much for starting the work with me a couple years back. Because if I was in the same headspace a couple years back in 2020, I'd probably be looking like the rest of the people who I'm looking at. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then she, 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 she said to me, during this pandemic, it's going to bring out people's worst fears. Mm-hmm. And that really struck me in my chest because I said, well, for me, like, I kind of fought through that, but like these folks don't know how to fight through this right now. Like they do not have the tools to fight through this. And I said, I got to do something. I have to do something. And I was so emotional because you're watching like your friends and their families just not be okay, Mm -hmm. you know, and it does weigh an emotional toll on you. And then I'm also, I was transitioning to work from home from being in an office. Like there were Mm -hmm. so many changes. So I was emotional too, but I knew that I still had my emotions under wraps. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to talk to my colleague about some things. So I was talking to her about how I was feeling. And I was like, I need to do something, you know, like, let's like, let's try to help these folks on a different level. And she said, you need to talk to my life coach. I said, (laughs) okay. And I'm thinking like, girl, I already got a therapist. Like, what do I need a life coach for? Like, But I just said, okay, because if somebody is also tending to my mental health, that means it's something that I'm not seeing either. You know what I mean? Since I'm in it, I mean, I can't see it. So if someone else says something about my mental health and I'm like, yeah. oh, well, maybe I should check it out then. Maybe I'm really not okay, you know? <laughs> and so um, 
my life coach came to my house and we sat on my patio because it's COVID. So we got mm -hmm. to sit, you know, eight feet apart and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. and she started to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I remember saying the words went across my head for real. I said, I am she and she is me. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to be a life coach. I'm supposed to be doing what she's doing for me right now. Mm -hmm. And that's when it hit. And then that was August of 2020. I started my business October 2020. Oh, wow. I said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I did it. And here I am. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's really good. my purpose came like that came later. I knew that I was supposed to do something. You know, I mm -hmm. knew that my purpose was something greater than I, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. But I just know that I felt something deep in my soul that, no, Erica, it's time for you to act. Like this mm -hmm. is like, this is that time where you need to do something. So purpose is you only, you, you just don't have one. You have multiple. Mm -hmm. It's not just one. There's multiple purposes in life. And that's actually something that Kobe Bryant really, really made me understand. Rest in peace, by the way. But like, that's something that I really, really understood. And he was actually on Jay Shetty's podcast. And so y'all should really check out his podcast for real. And yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying that just because, you know, but like, he really but, but is like, hands down. And so he interviewed Kobe and um, Kobe was like, you know, I was a basket. I mean, yeah, he was like, I was a basketball player, you know, and he said, I thought that was like my purpose. Like, I thought that was it. I thought my life was like done after, you know, I retired. I'm just like, you know, just doing things now mm -hmm. with my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. And then um, he said that one night he was reading a children's book to his kids. Yeah. And he said, I can do this. Like, I can do it. And the next, you know, he started creating books. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Kobe Bryant has written some like children's no, books before. I, I just right. Know that. No, I right, right. And then he oh, said, wow. that's when I realized that you don't only have just one purpose, you can have more than one. Mm -hmm. So when you said earlier, like, I don't know if I touched down on it, yeah. maybe in the past you've done some things that were for your purpose, but it's evolving and it's changing. You know, mm -hmm. we are going to keep changing and growing as we grow, you know, as yeah, we get yeah. older. So that means you probably will have more than one purpose. So mm -hmm. to put it even in most layman terms, yeah. just think of a tree. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden you have like a tree stump and then it's growing and then it gets a branch. So yeah. one of its purposes was to grow the branch. And then the next purpose was to grow some leaves. And then the mm -hmm. next purpose was to grow a flower. Mm -hmm. And then the next purpose was to grow some fruit. And then the next purpose was to nourish all of us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. The purpose is constantly going to change as you change. So it's like, there's many out there. So mm -hmm. I know I'm going to find another purpose. I didn't realize that apparel was a thing. That's another purpose. Like, wow. Like, okay. Like, here we are, you know? So it's going to keep moving. It's going to keep moving. Definitely. She's, you're definitely a professional. You just hit me with something. You got the next question. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, have your clients ever told you your advice did not work? Um, and if so, how did you console them? Yeah. Um, I don't give advice. Mm. Yeah, okay. I don't give advice. I don't be That's like, you should do this. You um, know what I mean? I, yeah. It's everything is geared towards who the person is and what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. It's geared to them. It's it's not me saying like you need to do this. No, it's we come up with the plan together mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I'm just I'm just assisting because I'm not playing God. I'm yeah. just assisting you to find your true self. But thank you. Um, with the rise of depression, anxiety in the younger generation, and like I feel like our Never. generation as well. Yeah. Where can we begin to find some assistance, some help, some guidance? This is going to be a simple answer that I'm not trying to sound condescending or nothing. Yeah, of course. Google. Google, I need a life coach, period, enter, boom. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's how we use our resources. We have all the information that we need, but it's how you're going to grasp it. Mm -hmm. So if you need something, just as you want, you know, a burger, you're going to go on Google, say, where's the best burger in town? You know what I mean? Mm. Burger town, like, hello, burgers, where they at? Same thing for a therapist, same thing for anything, you know, mm -hmm. starting with the resources, use Google and mm -hmm. say, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. For the next question, do you find yourself needing a life coach of your own? Yeah, I have one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, look. See, and that, and so that was, that, that goes back to the previous question about a myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a human being. I go through things too. Yeah. I need help too. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not superior over anybody necessarily. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so because of that, I, I have a life coach. I don't utilize her all the time. I mm -hmm. work with her for like three months. Mm -hmm. I go to her when I need to. Same thing with my therapist. Mm -hmm. I'll call her when I need to schedule, you know? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah, like <laughs> I do work too. Because also, like, in, in the journey of being a life coach, you need mentors. You need people to talk to as well in the same area as you. Because mm -hmm. there, there are some things that I can, that I'm facing in, like, having a life coaching business that not everybody can really answer those questions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I necessarily do need a life coach. I do need a mentor and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. I actually have a piggyback question before you go. Okay. Um, with your with the question with the younger generation, right? Do you feel as if we're misusing the term depression and anxiety? Like how is it like overused? And like if it's overused, is it making people making people view depression as something that's not really that serious? Um yeah. I had this talk recently with someone mm -hmm. and I think that, um, yeah, I feel very strongly about this. I do mm -hmm. because nowadays, oh, okay. Depression has always been a thing. We mm -hmm. all know that. Mm -hmm. But I think that people are starting to become more comfortable saying this is what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't necessarily, um, think that is being overused i don't okay. i think it should be used like this as much as possible because mm -hmm. we we don't know the state of someone's being you know we don't mm -hmm. really know so now that people can voice this is how i'm feeling i feel depressed i have anxiety we need to be able to do something about that okay. so i feel like these words need to be used okay. because a lot of people are walking around depressed and it's like functional people mm -hmm. have functional depression like mm -hmm. functional alcoholics, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? People have functional depression mm -hmm. and it may look like, it may look 
different on everybody though. That's yeah. the thing. So I don't think that it's overused. I still think that it's underused. Yeah. Uh, do you find yourself struggling to embody the, the <laughs> assistance you give to other people? Like, as in take my own advice? Yes. Yeah. But you, you mentioned that you don't give advice. advice so. like, <laughs> reword that question, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah uh sometimes it can be difficult yeah. um and because it's difficult i have to allow myself to feel what i feel okay. without always having to follow up with okay erica you can do this you know mm. i have to still say allow yourself to feel yes you have the tool but you don't have to use it yet okay. when it's time to use it then you can use it but right now you have to let yourself feel. And sometimes it could be difficult for me to use the tools. So, which is another reason why I have a life coach to hold me <laughs> accountable, but yeah. you know, and a therapist to, to like, for me to, to work, work through it as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And well, you've already mentioned that the biggest resource is Google if you want to research how to find a life coach. But where can, if our viewers, our conversators, where can they go specifically to start getting a life coach and what can they expect from that relationship or what should they expect so um there's so many different platforms which is why i'm like google like you know <laughs> there's so many different platforms yeah. because for example like jay shetty um yeah. on 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 his website he has a button that says find a life coach mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and then there's like 10 or 15 that are listed on there. There are pictures and their profiles and everything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's another platform called Thumbtack, you know? Thumbtack. And so if you, if you literally do put like finding a life coach, like you will, you will get like Thumbtack and things of that nature. That's, that mm -hmm. is a platform that can be used mm -hmm. um, for that. But the relationship between a life coach and um, the coachee mm -hmm. is, um, everybody's different. So for, I'm going to speak for me and my clients. Um, it is, it's very casual. It is mm -hmm. very casual. I'm not mm -hmm. dressed up in suit and tie, things mm -hmm. of that nature. No, mm -hmm. you'll catch me in one of my crew necks and some sneakers and jeans. Okay. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because right, you know, so, mm -hmm. but if a situation calls for me to dress more professionally than I will. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, and it's, it's a very intimate relationship okay. because I'm essentially finding out the very, very intricate details that makes you you. Okay. So it's very personal. Um, and I'm very playful as well. Very, very mm -hmm. playful because everyone likes humor, you know, and, um, it is very strong. I have a very, very strong, uh, relationship with my clients as well. So, be so life coaching is cool for feet to soul because I allow my clients to text me and call me if they need to say something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they can be like, Hey girl, I'm having a really, really rough day. Can I talk to you in like 20 minutes or something? Mm -hmm. Now that only goes for people who mm -hmm. do the month long session with me though. Then you have that access to me mm -hmm. all the time. But if you just have, you just want to schedule every now and then, then you don't have that access to say, Hey, I need to talk, you know, mm -hmm. you have to schedule for that. So, but for people who are doing the month long, you have constant communication with me. So because of that, it's a very close 
um, intimate relationship as well. But also, um, I do sessions in different settings as well. So sometimes I'll do an awareness session and we may go to the beach at 4 a.m. to watch the sunrise, you know? Um, so it's different per client. It's different per client. It's based on what they need. It's all about what you need. And if you're struggling with certain things, then, you know, it's based on what you need. So the relationships can be different per client at the same time. But they're very strong and they're very intimate. They are. You brought up an interesting part of your your side hustle. Um, you you said taking your client to the beach to watch the sunrise. Does nature and like the world physically itself, like going out for hikes, does that play a role in what you do for people? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, it does. Um, cause so for example, sometimes people want quiet. Okay. And they crave quiet mm -hmm. and using the beach specifically as an example mm -hmm. uh do you guys have beaches near you i don't know what it's okay so out here in cali i mean i live what 45 minutes from the beach so yeah. it's quick for me to get to a beach um mm -hmm. and so sometimes people like to meditate mm -hmm. and they want to learn how to meditate but they don't necessarily have the space or the area to do so you know and so with meditation there's a lot of grounding that you need so that means literally putting your feet on nature to ground yourself because once you're barefoot in nature your awareness expands you can feel what's mm -hmm. on the ground so your mm -hmm. attention is different mm -hmm. and so sometimes a client may need to be grounded because they have a lot of anxiety happening the world is moving so fast they and they need balance they need quiet mm -hmm. so i'm like okay we can go to the beach at sunrise so that we can get you that quiet so that we can get you to start meditating so that we can get you grounded yeah. and the beaches out here are pretty nice at the same time mm -hmm. so it's all it's, so it's also aesthetically pleasing as yeah. well Mm -hmm. And at the beach, there's, um, you know, the water's like salt water. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of sodium in the air. So there's a lot of sodium chloride floating around all in the air. Mm -hmm. That literally changes the, the chemistry around you. So let's just say you have a lot of, I know now this is like breaking down to like science. This is getting yes, a little different, yeah. <laughs> but basically, you know, there's like positive and like negative protons and all mm -hmm. that stuff moving around in the air, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because of that and when you're by the beach there's more positive ions moving around because of mm. the sodium that's in the air so you automatically feel better mm. as well when you're by the beach because of the because of the water and everything too so okay. yeah i just wanted to ask like has your guidance has ever led someone to move out because new york city is pretty noisy like i don't think there's a lot of good spots like in Cali. Yeah. So have, have you ever recommended someone to actually move out from where they're from if they are suffering from anxiety and stuff like that? Um, as they move out from their house or something like that? Maybe like move out from their like overall environment. Maybe like New York City is just too active for them and then move out to maybe a more quieter environment. No. No. Okay. But I have recommended recently for someone to start saving money to move out of their home mm -hmm. yes okay. that is something i did recommend okay. 
Because not because the thing is like you can't always heal in the same environment that made yeah. you sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you something's gotta give, you know? And so if your environment is what's toxic, then you got to remove yourself from that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've recommended like, you know, you should probably start saving some money, start looking around at stuff, mm -hmm. you know, because of the environment that they're in. Okay. So true. Yeah. Um, how do you isolate and bring out potential within your clients? Ooh. Um, <laughs> It's, it, that's, that's also a very, very difficult question. Yeah. Um, but it is because I, I also do grief counseling with, mm -hmm. with people as well. And then the behavioral coaching and then the life coaching. So every person is really different because it's a child or, or it's an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. Yeah. So that's one thing about life coaching, which is why earlier I said I don't give advice because I'm asking very, very specific questions. And then you as the person will help develop and realize what you need to do. And I'll assist you with that. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard for me to say like, this is your potential and then like move on. Like there's a lot of questions and there's like molding, like, okay, let's just say your potential is a hundred. Okay. And you're at 75, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to work towards your strengths but acknowledge the weaknesses, mm -hmm. but focus on the strengths and then offer a lot of encouragement mm -hmm. and focus on things that you can do rather than things that you can't do. And the thing is you can't necessarily can't do it. You just haven't strengthened that part so that you can do it. Because mm -hmm. we're all able and we all can, mm -hmm. we just have to strengthen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. That was nice. Okay. Yeah, maybe follow up on before we ask the last question. No, you know what I was interested about? Um, you mentioned like just the younger generation going on Google to look up life coach. I didn't know that a life coach even existed. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, yeah. Um, and so that's what I was thinking about, like the exposure. Um, like I've spoken to him about therapists, therapists, mm. but I was like, wait, a life coach. Like people could actually just get a life coach. And there's probably other coaches that we have no yeah no type of memory or knowledge of awareness of yeah. yeah i i get that i get that because <laughs> there um as a comparison let's just there was i think the comparison was something like there is 200,000 therapists in california mm -hmm. but there's only 18,000 life coaches oh, wow. so they're far in between so there's not a lot of platforms for them which is why i'm like Google because <laughs> I, they're, 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 it's, it's not popular either, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, which is why I'm like, you know, really pushing social media. Yeah. You know, we have to get the awareness out there that this is even a thing. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. All right, we have our, we've come to our last question. And uh, this was given by yours truly. <laughs> What's a food for thought you would like to leave our viewers the conversation with? <sighs> everyone and animals everything in this world every living thing has a guiding force in them that tells them 
how, where, what, this, that, and the third. It's your intuition. Because mm -hmm. how do birds know to fly east? You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And everyone has that. But people aren't listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I really want people to start listening to it and obeying it. Mm -hmm. And that way you'll live your authentic self. <laughs> thank you and for I just want to expand more of your business like besides life coaching grief counseling what else does Feed the Soul do for its clients or like for the community that you're in if there's anything so Feed the Soul uh, it's still a baby so um, <laughs> or what are you planning to do Right. Yeah. Um, so with behavior coaching for youth mm -hmm. and then grief counseling for people who are grieving in any way. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me just clear what grief means. Mm -hmm. yeah. Grief is a, a sever of an attachment from something. Mm -hmm. It's not just my loved one passed away. It's also a divorce. It's also a breakup. It's also a mm -hmm. friendship breakup because those can be really, really painful, mm -hmm. you know. And so I do grief counseling as well, and then life coaching, and then apparel. Um, and I, I see Feed the Soul. Um, there's so many things that I see for Feed the Soul, but I wanted to turn into a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. that's, that's where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. um, and I really want to do some things with the homeless population. Okay. I do. <laughs> I really do. So I really want to, um, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but build an empire based on self-healing, like healing, you know, it's, people have to be aware of mental health. So build an empire on raising awareness and maintaining yourself and why it's important to do that. And I'm just open to receiving whatever that may be. So... I know that it's going to be something good, but I'm not actually clear on it because yeah. that's another purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds Definitely. great. Forget good. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you very much, Erica Thompson, CEO of Feed the Soul. And for the viewers, where else can they find you? Where are your social, your tags, and everything? Where, where can they find you? Okay, so my Instagram is at Feed the Soul Today, and I do have Feed the Soul Life Coaching on Facebook, and then I am also on LinkedIn as Feed the Soul once again, <laughs> um, and uh, there is a TikTok as well, um, which is, I think it's Feed the Soul 25, I think, or something like that. <laughs> um, I do have a website, it's uh, feedthesoul.today, you can find me on there, and um yeah, that's where you can find me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, see you later. See you next episode. <laughs>